Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Cañas. And today I have with me my friend Rita. And actually, uh, I've known Rita for a long time. And usually I just call you Rita. So I don't have your your full name in front of me, uh, <laughs> which I just read. Rita is the easy part. It's Rita Williams Bogar. Perfect. Rita Williams Bogar. Fantastic. So, so I've known Rita, I'm not sure how long, but, but basically I've been involved with the CPC Society since 2011, and you have always been – I'm, sure, I'm assuming you've been around for a lot longer than I have because from yeah. my perspective, you've always been a big part of it. Thank you. Uh, so, 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 uh, and the reason that, that, that I thought it would make sense for us to have this conversation today is, uh, we're recording this and, and by the way, I'll, I'll, my goal is to, to post this tomorrow. So we're recording this on Tuesday, the, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, March 25th. Correct. And my goal is, is for this to post midweek tomorrow. But, but basically we're, we're right in the middle of the Corona crisis, cor- Corona crisis shutdown and everybody's working from home and, one of the things I, I've seen you do a lot of leadership type uh, trainings, but there's a particular one on remote on remote teams that that you've done many many times uh, with the CPC Society, and that's the reason that I thought it'd be fantastic to, to have you on. So, so, so Rita, uh, kind of walk, tell me uh, about. I know you've been a consultant for over a decade. Um, yes, yes, I feel incredible. Tell me about your background. Sure. I feel incredibly fortunate. I worked in the insurance industry for quite a number of years and held a number of positions from management trainee all the way up to director of underwriting. When I decided, I reached a point in my career where I said, there's something else I need to be doing and I'm not quite sure what it is. So I need to make room for something to happen. So it was my CPCU colleagues who kept saying, you need to be on your own. You really need to be on your own because you can make such an impact. So I took their advice. I laid a strategy out. And then when I felt I was ready, I walked away from my corporate career and took about, and I was working for a national insurance company. And I took about six months to figure out what do I want to do when I grow up? And I found that I just have this passion for leadership. Leadership is my passion. Psychology is my true love. And I love seeing the light bulbs go off when I share knowledge and people realize I can do that. I get it. Let me move on. Let me go and try and do something. I'm a firm believer in that anything that I share has to be practical. It has to be actionable. So I formed my company, Personal Development Solutions, LLC, and it's hard to believe, Tony, it's been 16 years. I formed my company February 24th of 2004. I just celebrated my anniversary. Congratulations. That's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So 15 years, 100% laser focused on helping companies figure out the, the leadership side? Yes. Companies. For-profit, non-profit, and government entities, because leadership transcends industries. It's not specific to the corporate corporate world. It also applies in the non-profit world. It also applies in the government sector. So I feel incredibly fortunate that I've been able to develop a roster of clients in all of those aspects. So I could be working with a government entity 
facilitating a multi-week program on leadership skills that, again, are actionable. Or I could be working with an individual for a couple of hours several times over the course of a few months to help them develop their skills as well. So it's broad-based, but leadership-focused. Okay. And Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say one of the things for our for our audience in profiles in risk and insurance nurse, one of the things that I really like is the fact that you worked in insurance for 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 a good while uh, be, because our industry is such a weird industry, right? Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of the, the same thing that, that I always say about about Amy Weininger, for for example. She's not only a diversity expert; she's a diversity expert that gets our very yeah. weird industry, right? Yeah. So, so I, I think that that's huge because you you understand you, you've you've been that manager, you've been that yeah. underwriting leader, um, and and under un, understand kind of the the problems on, on on that side rather than than bringing in somebody who who, who can give you a very academic answer right. to, to your to your problems, but they've never actually done it or. Uh, who doesn't understand just how different our, our industry is. So, so I think that, that that's very valuable. Uh, so on, on, the, on the remote working side, I, I imagine that things have changed a lot from during this time, during, the, during this 15 years that, 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 that you've been doing this. Uh, how did remote, remote work look like back then? Back then, <laughs> yes. So here's what I observed as the changes over time. In some organizations, and some of them are in our industry and some are outside of our industry, in some organizations, a big struggle that management had was, how do we know people are working if we can't watch them? So there was a lack of trust, a lack of confidence, and a lack of preparedness on the leader's part to groom their employees to be able to work from home. What I saw early on was if the work was production-based, so you manage the people who are the word processors, so they transcribe dictation. Folks call in a claim report, they call in an underwriting report, and somebody has to type that information. Well, that's production-based. You can count how many documents somebody types, how many words, how long they're logged into a system. Same thing with the call center. I led a call center at one point of my career as well. And there are all these wonderful reports that show how long it takes someone to answer a call, how long it takes, how long the caller has been waiting, and how long it takes for the call to be resolved. So if you have papers, documents, it made it easy. When you have higher level skills that are needed, where you've got to trust someone to be productive when they're away, managers were having a hard time with that. And if the frontline manager was having a hard time, then the organizations were having hard times as well. Gradually, what has happened is I credit a lot of employees in making this change in that there are employees who have said, I'd love this promotion that you're offering me, but I'm not moving across the country. I'm not moving my family. I'm not uprooting my children from school or having a bi-coastal relationship for a job, for a career. And employers suddenly had to realize, how do we handle that? What do we do if our employee is, is not going to relocate? 
Then on the other hand, you also had space considerations. Real estate is not cheap. And <laughs> it's a lot cheaper to give somebody some technology and let them work in their own home than it is to pay for the cost per square footage. As we were talking earlier, I'm not far from New York City. Real estate prices are ridiculous in New York City. So it's a lot cheaper. And with advents in technology as well, it really helped. We've gone from employees feeling forced to let me email every 20 minutes to let somebody know I'm working or let me call in every so often to let somebody know I'm working. To, wow. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I have, I can remember doing that as a manager. Let me email my team so they know, yes, I really am <laughs> available. Because I would get more work done by being home. We rotated. We could work from home one day a week if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And that was an adjustment to now. It's depending on your industry, remote work is more of a norm. What's not normal, though, Tony, is what's happening right now. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely. We, we've been thrown kicking and screaming. So, so I, I am, I've been remote myself for, for the last two years and uh, with a lot of travel, right? So, mm -hmm. so kind, of, kind of like yourself, I'm used to the, to the whole remote thing. What I'm not used to is not being able to travel to go see clients, to go to conferences exactly. right now, right? Yes. Uh, but... Uh, so I'm a big fan of the, of the remote, and as as you know, uh, I come from from the generation side, and on the generation side, uh, millennials are. If you if you give us one work from home day a week, we're we're pretty happy. But the next generation, the Gen Zers, are very used to being able to do, get in their work done from wherever, and. The, they're going to go work for the, for the, for the industries that right. They're not committed to insurance yet. They're right. going to go work, go work for the industries that give them the freedom to work from wherever they want to work. Exactly. Uh, and you you talked about people not wanting to relocate uh, from the from the staffing perspective on the Jacobson side. Um, I don't work in the, on the executive search side, but that is something that that my teammates in executive search are seeing that didn't used to happen before, where when they get brought in to um, to 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 figure out to to find you know uh, a VP or C level person, generally they're calling people and saying something like, "Hey, we see that you're director level. We think you're ready for for your VP level role. Do you want to chat?" It used to be they would never get a uh, yes, but I don't want to relocate. It used to be people were just willing to relocate. Sure, and generationally. Uh, as as we're calling more Gen Xers uh, to to replace the boomers that are retiring, Gen Xers are are, are generationally less likely to, to to say yes. So it's becoming a, a bigger and, and, and bigger deal. And and now we we got th thrown into what looks like weeks or months of of remote work. Uh, personally, I, I think that 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 the industry will look very different after yeah. after this. Uh, Especially because we don't make widgets, right? So it's like Ford Motor Company pausing the production line and every other function works from home for a while. And then the moment that they can, they need to bring those workers in because that's the only way to do the work. Uh, in reality, my, my experience is 99% of insurance jobs really don't need that daily in person. Agreed. Um, 
So have you have you found that, that, that there's within insurance that there's types of roles that that uh, more easily uh, work remotely and, and types that are harder to, to get to work remotely? Like which departments are likely to, to have a harder time as they get forced to, to be 100 percent remote for a while? If you're in a part of our industry where there's a lot of still paper pushing as opposed to electronic, that's going to be challenging because how do you move this paper back and forth without adequate preparation to convert to, we're scanning, we're doing everything online or using the appropriate systems to do so online. I think anything where you have to visit people, so claims can be done remotely easily. A field claim rep does not have to go into an office to log in to prove that they're doing their job. You can provide mm -hmm. that system systems for them very easily and very portably. I'm even thinking about when I rented a car. I rent from, I go to Rhode Island a lot and the sales rep at the rental company comes out with the tablet. And so all of my information is there. Same thing at claims, same thing with a call center. Underwriting can be done we don't have to go to an office to do a lot of the jobs. Some organizations have outsourced their HR functions where, yeah, where folks don't have to go into an office again or have very skeleton staff in those particular offices. Where I'm seeing the challenge is in, well, one, academia, definitely. I am an adjunct at a university that is online, totally online. I've been teaching with them for 15 years. So the work from home concept is I've got technology. I've got access to the system. All of our communications are electronic. I teach electronically. My students post as within certain guidelines and it gets done. What's challenging now as I've been talking to people and observing anecdotally, is one day people went to work because they're managing people, they're in compliance, they're in customer service, they're in another decision-making capacity, and they're handed a laptop and said, okay, go work from home. Where's the support? Where's the training? Where's the, here's how you connect to our systems <laughs> in order to be able to do your work? from home. So I'm seeing a number of challenges that people are facing as well. So the, the, we're, we're getting better at the technology. The technology exists and, and a lot of carriers ha, have deployed it. And yes. over the last week, they've been, IT has been, ha, has been working on, on making sure it's stable for the whole company, right? Which was never, right. never what it, what the intention was. Uh, this right. not yet. Uh, so, so now that technology is working, I think where, where a lot of, of carriers are, are, and, and agencies are, are, are standing at today, and when, when this podcast goes live tomorrow, uh, you know, a week into the coronavirus shutdown, of course, which varies by state, um, is they, the technology is working, but yeah. managerially, right, your managers, this is not what they were trained to do. Exactly. So the managers are also thrown out there have to support their teams. Imagine, if you will, if you're a micromanager and you're used to watching people all the time and checking up on people all of the time. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're not there. 
For a macro manager, it's a little bit easier because they are a little more hands off with their staff members. The interpersonal connection, because again, depending upon where you are in the country, where I am, all of the kids are out of school. Colleges are closed. K through 12 schools are closed. So now the old rules of you're working from home. You need to make sure your children are taken care of because if you have a conference call, little Johnny or little Jane should not be running to climb on your lap during the call. So now the employee is in the position of, I've got to get my work done and I've got to homeschool my kids. How do I do all of that? And, and they didn't have the the prep time, right? So, so right. Uh, myself and my girlfriend, we're both remote, uh, but we have the advantage of two years of experience being remote. Yes. Uh, our, right, our desk was, was were properly chosen. Uh, she has, she has her own, her own office. I have the living room. Uh, but we, we, we've tested this setup for, right. for, for two years and I'd improved it, right? It, it, it literally yes. has changed o- over time. In, in fact, uh, she's in her second desk. Uh, since since we became re- re- remote, we've learned what works, right? Yeah. Uh, now now you you have a lot of, of of employees who have been thrown into this with zero prep. There there was an article uh, with with pictures on on CNN last week uh, that showed like creative solutions on how people are are using like ironing boards, you know, <laughs> as <Right>. a desk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so think the, about that from the, a risk management perspective. <laughs> Because now you've got an employee who's got this laptop and they're sitting, standing at an ironing board or sitting at an ironing board mm-hmm. or like a, a colleague of mine who works from home more so than goes into her office. She's sitting at her kitchen table. There is no ergonomic setup. So what happens from a worker's compensation perspective when an employee is not properly suited, not properly fitted with the right equipment? in order to get the job done. Plus, as a result of this change, it'll be interesting to see how many more organizations do allow for more remote work. Because I believe that the organizations are saying, this is temporary. We're going to bring everybody back (laughs) into the office when this is over. Maybe, maybe not. They might find this is actually a workable solution. You just have to use good risk management sets as well not to mention the emotional side if you are an extrovert and you like being around people and now you're trying to figure out how do i get this done when i'm by myself all the time for introverts my introvert friends they're in heaven (laughs) there's a chat i participate in and a bunch of us talk about how we get out every day so i get out and walk or run every single morning I need to get out. I'm used to getting up and going somewhere. And my introvert friends are saying, I love being in my house. (laughs) I haven't had to leave my house. This is wonderful. We're waiting to see how long that's going to go because they're also homeschooling (laughs) the kids as well. So there's a lot to think about when it comes to that. Communication. How frequently are managers and their employees communicating? Daily weekly? Is it just by email? Is it by text? And then from a compliance perspective, if you're communicating by text, that may be fine communicating with your employee, but what about a client? 
Are you making underwriting decisions, coverage decisions by text? Hmm. And remembering everything is everything is discoverable by a hungry plaintiff's attorney. Mm, yeah, your whole phone just just became discoverable. Yeah. Right. And are employees using their own devices? Because we have BYOD, bring your own device. Or have the employers also provided devices? Thinking about creating new habits and new routines. Because as humans, we are very habit-driven, even though we try to deny it. So what routine, what habit have we created to get the work done? I've had colleagues say, I'm still trying to figure out when do I start, when do I stop? Because they feel busier now that they're home than they did when they were working in the office. More meetings <laughs> and meetings that used to take five minutes or 10 minutes as a walk by, let me stop by your work area and talk to you. It's now mm -hmm. let's schedule something on the calendar and let's block out 30 minutes for this. So things that used to take a little time are now taking a lot of time as well. So much to think about. Wow, yeah, for, 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 for real. So, so if, 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 I am, if I'm a carrier or, or an agency and uh, I, uh, let's say that I, I was giving people one day a week from home, uh, which okay. a, lot, a lot of carriers were, were doing that, uh, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm trust into this permanent, well, not permanent, but, but five days a week from, from home for the next weeks or the next couple of months, um, what are kind of your, your top, I don't know, three to five pieces of, 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 of advice that, that, uh, that, that, that you would give uh, the, 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 the listeners about, sure. about how, to, how to manage the, their, their now remote teams? So what I would give as advice to the managers are, one, make sure you as the manager are very responsive to your team members. You can't wait all day to respond to an email because your team member is thinking, I'm out here, I'm by myself, I'm reaching out to my manager. When am I gonna hear from them? And I found myself guilty of this as well. I've written to people I work with and I'm waiting, <laughs> where's the response from them? After all, they're home, <laughs> they should be able to respond. So being responsive, also being proactive. Let your employees know you are there to support them. Give them the opportunity also to demonstrate some initiative. Get their input. Ask them, what systems do you think are working for you? Recognize, too, the power of being an empathetic manager. Realizing that your employees are stressed as well. Bless you. <laughs> They're just I successfully muted myself in time. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> oh, and, and I, I want to point out that, that, that I, I properly sneezed in, into my elbow. I, I've been practicing that anyway. I saw that. <laughs> you know what's funny now is when people cough or sneeze, they immediately follow it with, not related, not related to the <laughs> but, but, We were on a webinar and the uh, presenter coughed. And the presenter said, I don't have the virus. And we're all saying, well, we are on the computer. Even if you had it, <laughs> oh, I, I I I sneezed first thing in the morning. Like like I I got up first, showered. I was I was at my desk. My girlfriend was still sleeping, or I thought she was still sleeping. Uh, so it's like six forty five a.m. I I I sneeze, 
And the first thing I hear from her that day is, that did not sound like an elbow sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it wasn't, but we haven't left home in 10 days. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that we're good. <laughs> anyway. So, so I would the, also recommend using facilities like this, like Zoom, like WebEx, and having everybody use their webcam because you are replacing the human touch with seeing the faces on the screen, which helps to reduce the isolation, which now means training people on how to do that. Don't assume that somebody knows how to use Zoom or that they know how to go into gallery view so they can see everyone's face at the same time. I just co-facilitated a conference last week and that's what we did. We used Zoom and we had everybody able to see everybody else. As a manager, I would also recommend creating some downtime for yourself because the one person you have to take care of is you because you're responsible for the outcomes that everybody else is generating on your team. You're the one they're calling, they're emailing, they're texting. You need to have some time for you as well. Just because we're working remotely doesn't mean we're on 24-7. That's got to be clear. That's absolutely critical. You know, stepping away, taking that walk Presuming you can get outside, because we can, (laughs) even though we're sheltering in place, we can get outside and get some air. Find something that you like to do that is totally unrelated to what you do for a living so that you can feel refreshed and energized and have something for your team. If you don't have a video conferencing facility available, then if you're going to have conference calls, I would recommend not muting everybody's line, having the line open. Interesting. Yes, for people to have dialogue. You could ask people to self-mute. And the reason I suggest not muting, not have, not muting everybody is that you want it to feel like you are in the same room. And when we're in the room facing each other, we're policing ourselves and keeping our mouth shut to listen to other people, yet there are times we might have an idea to interject. So having that open communications. Now, if you have 30 people, that might be a different story. But if you have a team of 10, why not? Why not keep it open? I, I can tell you that, that, that uh, what, I, what I got to ask number three, so I was taking notes, uh, the using Zoom, WebEx, Skype, IM, whatever, to, to, and use your webcam. Uh, at, at Jacobson, it's been very interesting. Uh, when I started two years ago, I was one of a, of a few remote people, but and I was hired remote from the beginning. Uh, okay. Historically, um, almost every other remote person had started in the office and then transitioned to being remote. Uh, and since then, uh, been quite a few people hired remote from the beginning. So as a company, we've gotten much more friendly to, to that remote from the beginning. And that has brought so, some interesting changes. And then we, we had something very interesting happen. Uh, one of our leaders had a, a personal situation which uh, required her to, to uh, work mostly from home to take care of family uh, for an extended period of time, several mm-hmm. months. So she was actively working, but she wasn't coming into the office. So she, she started with her team, and I'm not in her team, but she started with her team 
doing all the one-on-ones via video, doing all the team meetings via, via video. And then little by little, that's spread to the rest of the company. And, and now, uh, by default, our one-on-ones are, are if, if you're not in the office, and in my case, I'm never in the office for my one-on-one, right. uh, but now we've moved from those kind of things, team meetings and one-on-ones, things like that, just being phone calls to being video calls. And it really makes a huge difference. Uh, I've definitely noticed how uh, the communication is so, is so much better. And, and in yeah. fact, uh, we're, we're at the point, and, and my manager has, has been there for, for 15 years, uh, so, so he comes from way before this, uh, but, but nowadays, even a, just a, a random sh- quick chat, so I'll get an, a, an instant message from him saying, do you have a moment? I'll, I'll call him, and he'll answer with the video right, right, right okay. away. Yeah, and, and so, so and, and we were Skype. Uh, so, so I'll call him and then he'll ask with a video and, and he'll ask me, he, he'll, he'll be like, so is your video working? Right. Sometimes I'm out on the field or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm out on the road. Uh, but, but otherwise videos become the default basically, yeah. uh, for, for, for us to communicate when we're not in, in the, in the office. And, and it, it does make such a huge difference. And if you, if you've been thrust into, uh, this situation, it's not your normal, uh, that's a great hint a tip that would have taken you a while to figure out otherwise right and even with video so now i can draw on my public affairs training when you're using video make sure your webcam is at eye level okay because then as you're looking in your camera you're making eye contact it feels like you're connecting oh okay Uh uh-huh as opposed to having the camera down here which is not a flattering position for the camera to be facing upwards, but keeping it at eye level. So it creates the connection of making eye contact. It helps with communications. Fantastic. Uh, so kind of the, the, the last couple of things is, is uh, uh, what, what resources are, are there out there for, for, for teams that are, and managers that are now managing remote? What, what resources can, can, should, I, should I link I mean, I'll definitely link to, to, to your LinkedIn page and your website. Uh, and and uh, what, what resources are, are, are there out there that, that people can, can, can dig in and kind of self-serve? Sure. HBR.org, Harvard Business Review. So HBR.org has a daily email. And you can register for that, and it's free. I like free, even though I am a subscriber. Okay. <laughs> I have a paid subscription. I get no commission <laughs> of this, but HBR has been sending emails out every day about leading and motivating remote team members. Using communication tools like Slack, that's a good project-based system where when everybody can post what they're working on. So similar to how LinkedIn works, where you set up a discussion and people <laughs> post into that discussion, except it's restricted to your team you can restrict it to your team. There are tools for remote workers. Well, Doodle, I love Doodle for setting meetings. Rather than sending out an email that says, please tell me what time you're available, and then you're navigating 20 emails coming in, set up a Doodle poll and send the link to people. Having shared sites, Microsoft recently included Microsoft Teams as part of Office 365. 
So that's something I'm exploring now as a tool that can be helpful. And yeah. there's, there's a very good chance that corporately any carrier has a specific tool that you might not have been using it before. Right. right? So, so this is the time to, 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 to ask your, your IT person which tool you have available. Definitely. Learn I was talking to, to two IT people today and asked them, so what's it like on your end now that your organization has gone remote? And one of them said, we came up with a list of tools and resources and we published it right on our website. The person doesn't even have to click to go to the intranet. They can go on the oh, intranet wow. onto this employer's site and get a list of resources. Other IT people, another IT person I spoke with today was telling me how He's just fielding phone calls because they used to do everything by email as much as possible. But now they realize you've got to talk to people and walk them through. So your point is well taken about reaching out to your IT staff to find out what's available internally that we might not have known about. And then as the manager, as the leader, as I come across these, I would recommend compiling them and sharing those resources with your team members as well. I love Microsoft OneNote. I use that as my way of capturing all kinds of information, and it makes it easy to share with others as well. Okay. So, so, so uh, last and probably most important, so uh, listeners uh, who, who would like to, 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 to reach out to you for, for help, uh, what, what, what does that look like? like, like like, do you need a six-month commitment, or, or how, how, how does it work to, to bring you in to, to help us out with, with our newly remote teams? Sure. So I tailor what I do to the organization. I'm not a CPA firm where you have, this is what you pay for 1040, and this is what you pay for Schedule C. It's customized based on what the needs of the organization are. I don't take a cookie-cutter approach. So the best thing to do would be to reach out to me directly. You can reach out to me by email at strategies at personaldevelopmentsolutionsllc.com. That's strategies at personaldevelopmentsolutionsllc.com. Reach out to me via LinkedIn, Rita Williams-Bogar. I'm on LinkedIn, that's a great way to reach out to me as well. And if you want to text, it's 201-404-7960. And I'm happy to have a consultation to determine what the next steps would be. I will, include, I, I will include all of those on the, uh, <clears throat> on, on the show notes. Uh, and I, I, I love that the subtle, uh, you give yourself a you specific to say, you can text, right? Yes. Don't randomly call me. <laughs> <laughs> Since 2020, we text first. <laughs> yes, we do. I, I'm a millennial in disguise. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to say, Rita, that like uh, since we've been connected for 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 a while, and we're connected on both Facebook and and uh, and, and and LinkedIn. Uh, on Facebook, I see how often and how how far you run because you you're a long distance runner. Right, yeah. like I think like half marathons or half something marathons, crazy. Yes. 
right? I, I, I'm 37, and I like, there's no way that I, I, I would die in a 5K. <laughs> Uh, so, so which I understand is a lot smaller than, than the distance you run. Uh, so, so I will absolutely give you props uh, Thank you. For, for 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 your ability to 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 uh, to stay active uh, and up to date, not only with texting but but just just in staying active. Uh, Thank it, you. It's yeah, very impressive running. every time I see those videos or those Thanks. photos. Thanks. Yeah. For your point, a 5K is 3.1 miles and a half marathon is 13.1. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have had it with me. I, I, I literally have uh, what, what, on my fridge what, one of those 0.0. .0 uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't run to the couch. That's, uh, that's how bad it is. <laughs> Yes, I really believe, Tony, it's important to stay relevant, no matter what your industry is. It, I feel it, for people who refuse to change, because think of it, right now, we're in the midst of a big change. This isn't upheaval, it's not just change. And, and, so and, it's got to be adaptable and flexible. And I guarantee you, there will be leaders that will not see the other side of this. There will be people who, who will go ahead and and, and be like, Yep, I, I was not meant to lead people remotely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and retire or, or uh, the, the organization will show them the door. It'll definitely happen uh, because oh, yeah. it's such a different environment we're, we're living in right now. And chances are such a different uh, on the other end of the industry. Because in, in our industry, the type of business we do is so well we're earlier so so well set up for for uh, so 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 such so, so compatible with remote work. It is right. And what's going to happen? My best guess, and, and correct me if if, if you agree, absolutely. Uh, but my best guess is some carriers and some larger brokers, some agencies, will figure this out, and this will become a new part of their arsenal, a new retention tool, a, a new. Uh, recruiting tool because it worked, uh, it worked. And, and others are going to lose people after the after we're through this crisis to those that figure it out and that, right. that make it a new part of, the, of, of their arsenal. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to quote something that you said at the reinsurance. Yes, I listened. You said to the Gen Zers, work is something you do. To other people, it's where you go. Thank you, thank you. And and it's, yes, you did say that. Heard that elsewhere, but I, I okay, and it's so true. I think it's brilliant, and especially in in our industry. Uh, my 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 mother-in-law uh, was was an HRVP in in the manufacturing industry for her whole career. Retired a couple of years ago, and in their world, for most of her people, right, their their people had to go in order to actually work. She could work for yes. a little bit, but her people had to go in to, to work. In, in insurance, we're, we're like, other than tech, we, we are one of the, of the industries that truly, 99% of what we do truly can be done. And, and at the end of this, of this, of this crisis, it'll, it'll be, I've been saying for a while that if you're not doing remote well, at least a day or two a week, you either have a technology or a managerial problem, right? And the technology exists, so it's likely a managerial problem, right? right. 
Right. And I, I think that, that at the end of this crisis, it'll be obvious to everybody if you have that managerial problem because it, it, it will have been clear during the crisis that, that yeah. you couldn't keep your operation going properly. Right. Uh, so don't be that company. Don't be that department. Uh, Rita can kind of help you get there. Uh, so, so thank you very much for, 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 for your time. Uh, I will uh, release this tomorrow and, and, and link to your LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn. company website. Uh, and I'll include the, 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 the notes, including your contact information. Uh, for, for the listeners, thank you for tuning in to Profiles in Risk. Uh, and uh, it, it's rare that we have a guest that I've known for as long as, as I've known Rita. And I've been to several of, of, of your trainings, uh, bo- uh, sessions, both in person at Leadership and at, and at CPCU Annual, uh, and the, 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 the team, uh, the, how to manage a remote team webinar that you've done several times, and that is coming up again. Uh, yes. uh, so, so it's rare that I can truly endorse somebody as heartily as, 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 as with you, since I know, I, I know you well. Uh, so, so I, if, 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 if Rita doesn't work out, uh, you can call me and, and complain to me because I a hundred percent, uh, endorse her as, 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 a, as a speaker and a trainer. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for everything you do. And, and what is the date of the upcoming CPCU one? April 8th, 2 okay, p.m. So, Eastern. So April 8th, uh, if you are a CPC Society member, uh, which I would guess a good percentage of our uh, of our listenership is, since we're always talking about CPCU, uh, you, can, you can get that one for free. You just have to be an active CPCU member. And uh, whether you continue to that one or not, uh, bringing in Rita to, to work with your managers and, and your team uh, could be a difference maker in, in for the next couple of months and in the world that is likely to, to be the, re, the new reality that's likely to be in the second yeah. half of 2020 and beyond. So uh, thank you very much for, for, for your time. Uh, thank you. 